Hello. Say something, Laura. Hi. Hello. Say it again. Hi. Say something cooler. <laughs> Mia. No, I said something cool, not something annoying. That... Say something cooler. <laughs> hey, welcome to Real Nerds. I'm Ryan. We have a super sexy version this week. My beautiful wife, Laura, Hi. has decided to grace us with her presence. And if this isn't good, it's her fault because she's not taking my podcast seriously. In fact, I had to ask her to download it. She just didn't download my podcast, her husband's podcast, out of the kindness of her heart. And why is that, Laura? Um, because I have other podcasts to listen to. I download it. I just don't listen to it very much. I know, because that's really mean. It's not that mean. You know, if you had a podcast, Laura, I would listen to no, it. No, you wouldn't, because it'd be about, like, beauty and shoes and shit. You wouldn't listen to that. Yeah, but I would <laughs> still... Oh, oh, yeah, but what? See, I wouldn't listen to it, but no, it didn't. Any, neither would anybody else. Uh-huh, burn. Anyways, this week is a little different. I could not decide on a movie to watch because they all are not very exciting this week. So I forced my wife to watch the Evil Dead trilogy with me. And we'll we'll be getting into that shortly. But first, we do a little segment called Real News. I would know that because I never listen Honey, you can't talk right now. We put music in to <laughs> oh, signify okay. uh, signify real news. Okay, music. Welcome back. I- I'm going to guess that Laura did not do any research <laughs> for this podcast at all. I decided we'd do it today, so no, I have not. But I will discuss your research items with you. Yeah, because, and everybody listening, if this is really boring, it's Laura's fault. Remember, she's not a movie person. Because she's not. Um, anyways, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Did you like that movie, honey? I did. I loved that movie. You loved it? Yeah. I liked all the, like... Because I'm not like an uber nerd, but I do have some nerdy qualities to me, and I liked all the references that I caught. There's a lot of them I didn't catch, but I thought it was a really funny, witty, um, seemingly uncomplicated movie. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, it didn't do very well at the box office, unfortunately. But it found a permanent midnight showing every week in Los Angeles. Cool. Well, isn't it, um, because I was listening to my other podcast I listened to, not yours, and I guess, like, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was on a specific billboard at Comic-Con, and apparently, like, every movie that's been on that billboard has flopped, and it's like the Comic-Con curse. A lot of people say that Universal wasn't at Comic-Con this year because of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. But Quentin Tarantino evidently owns a theater in Los Angeles, and every, I don't know if it's Friday or Saturday, I couldn't find the article when I was re-researching it, but they're going to show it every week at midnight, so it kind of has its cult status. And I thought that was really cool, because I like the movie too, and everybody should see it, and it's really disappointing that a lot of people didn't go and see it in the theaters, because it's funny and awesome. It's definitely worth your time and money, for sure. Awesome. And also, me and James have a little thing that we do every week. Where we bash AMC. But uh, this week I actually have some good news to report from AMC. The Walking Dead Season 2 season premiere is 90 minutes long. Awesome. So it will be like the Season 1 premiere where it was 90 minutes long. And hopefully it will be as awesome as a Season 1 premiere. Because I remember you not wanting to watch the show, but I got it on Blu-ray. And I was watching it and you came in and you got really involved in the show. I did. It's one of those shows that it's, I don't know, like I like zombie movies, but I didn't know that I could dedicate myself to like a full series because I kind of have a short attention span in that sense. But Except when it comes to full series of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yes, and the other Kardashian spinoff reality shows. I can keep up with those just Yeah, fine. exactly. But The Walking Dead is one of those shows that it's just so beautifully done. And it's Beautiful. So, it is. Like some of the cinematography is really cool in it, and then it had, just has like really cool gore, and the storyline is very interesting. That if you watch it once, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. And it's, what's your, what's your favorite storyline in The Walking Dead, honey? Well, of course, I think I most chicks I'm assuming would agree with me when I, when saying I don't remember any of the names, but the main dude, Rick, Rick's wife, mm-hmm. and then Lori, his, Lori, and his buddy. Shane. Yeah, like Shane saved Lori and their little boy, but now they're doing it, and then Rick, it's like, I don't know, I like the love triangle part, that's my favorite part. Rick comes back, that's a good part. It is, I like it. Because, yeah, hey, good job, honey, I'm really proud of you. 
For what? For liking The Walking Dead. Aw. I, I like stuff that you like sometimes. Sometimes. That's a big sometimes. <laughs> um, so, Laura, why don't you tell everybody, because this is probably the only one you're going to be on, what, what, are, what are your favorite movies? Um, my absolutely boring most next. favorite movie of all time is Nightmare Before Christmas. And why do you like that one so much? I don't know. Like, ever since I was a little girl and I, fall, I saw it the first time, it just, like... I don't know, just so visually stimulating, and I love Jack and Sally, and I'm I love Halloween, so it kind of ties into that. I don't know, just the movie. But it's a Nightmare of, Before Christmas. It's not really Halloween. I have argued with my brother for years about Nightmare Before Christmas being a Halloween movie. It's absolutely a Halloween movie. And why is that? Because money. It's yeah, like it happens during Christmas time, and it's about them taking over Christmas. Mm-hmm. But their Christmas is sort of just a different version of Halloween. Oh, okay. And how so? There's a giant snake that eats a little boy's tree. Honey, I'm trying to get you to talk about the movie. Well, I'm setting I, you up and you don't even take the bait. I'm trying to have you describe why you like the movie. I'm not as long-winded as you, sweetheart. And as technically awesome. One, two, I think I'm a big music person. Mm-hmm. And especially, um, like, I played a lot of band in high school, so any classical music I really like a lot. And so I, I love the soundtrack to it. Not the story, just the soundtrack. No, I love the story. I love all of it. That's why it's my favorite movie, honey. Who's your favorite character in it? It's a tough call. Jack, obviously, but I also think Sally is pretty awesome. What makes Jack and Sally so cool? Well, because they have, like, the ultimate, like, friendship. Like, they're friends at first, and Sally really likes Jack, and she has the vision, and she knows that his Christmas isn't going to go well, but she sort of supports him because... She's his friend, mm-hmm. and then she kind of quietly tries to, you know, get rid of it when she puts the fog in the in the pond, but it doesn't work for her. But then she helps him save the day because she's his friend. Even though she knew it was a bad idea, she's his friend, and she's going to support him. And then they fall in love at the end, they kiss, and it's really cute. Ah, uh, good. And we were just talking earlier before we started, and who's your favorite director? Oh, my... You well, don't know? Tim Burton. Boo. Why? Why do you like Tim Burton? I don't know. I think I like darker movies, and I like weird movies. Yeah, but he's also dark because he thinks it's cool. Like, he doesn't make actual dark movies. I know. He takes light, like, lighthearted things and makes them dark, and I think it's really cool. Like, his Charlie and the Chocolate Factor, I think, is great. Because it's a very lighthearted kids movie. He kind of makes it sinister a little bit, and I dig it. You know, Tim Burton really didn't make Nightmare Before Christmas, right? I don't have to tell you that. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, honey, I... I'm well aware. I hope so. So <laughs> when you say you like Tim Burton, he's not really in charge of Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, he helped design characters, but some other person made that movie. I understand, honey. Next, you're going to tell me <laughs> Edward Scissorhand is a great movie. It's a pretty good movie. False. It's one of my favorites. It's a decent movie, though. You know what? And Beetlejuice is only good when Beetlejuice is in it. I like Beetlejuice. Okay, name me a cool part without Beetlejuice. Without Beetlejuice? When... um. The couple is trying to scare the little people, and they pull their faces into weird shapes. I like that part. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's because you're a fuddy-duddy. Yeah, no, that movie's so boring until Beetlejuice is on screen, and he's only on screen, like, for ten minutes of the movie. I don't I think the rest of it's really cool. No. (laughs) (laughs) This is, by by the way, folks out there, this is how every argument with us goes. That's not how everyone goes. Yeah. It's like, I like... Honey, we okay, should watch I, the show. It, I really like it. No, I don't want it. I guess in the, in the sense that I'm always right, then yes, this oh, is how okay. all our arguments go. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. What, what other movies of his do you like? You say Planet of the Apes, so help me God. Planet of the Apes is a good movie. His version? Yeah. Marky Mark? Marky Mark is and he, hella hot. And he lands on, he comes back and there's a monkey head on the Lincoln Mind. He's like, no! Like Darth oh, yeah. Vader in in Return of the Jedi. I mean, Return of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. And I know you totally disagree with me, but I thought his Alice in Wonderland was very visually cool. No, that movie was terrible. It was a shitty movie besides, like, how cool it was, but, like, it was kind of neat with all of the yeah, special but, effects. Yeah, but, see, did. my thing with Tim Burton has always been is, visually, I'm going to make a cool movie. I don't care about anything else in the movie. Ooh, and that's and my big the, argument Oh, I, I just remember another one. His... his Batman that he did was awesome. No. What? I love that movie. That movie, uh, Jack Nicholson was good in it, and Michael Keaton was cool as Batman. No, Michelle but Pfeiffer was good. Danny DeVito you, that's was good. Batman Returns, honey. He didn't do that one, too? He did do that one, but that's Batman oh, Returns. Oh, they're good. Yeah, in the first Batman, 
Batman's flying the Batwing all over town, and Joker's able to shoot it down with a gun. So lame. And then they tie the Joker's... Uh, Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered by the Joker before he became the Joker. Lame. You know the one Tim Burton movie that's really good that not a lot of people have seen? Is Ed Wood. That's his best movie. Like Ed Wood. Because Martin Landau as Bella Lugosi is fabulous in that movie. Okay, I like that movie too. Surprised. It's not all sentimental. And what other movies do you like? Oh man, if there's a movie out there where a woman is trying to make it in a corporate world, then no. I'm trying to think of my other favorite movies. Um, Yeah, actually, a lot of them are pretty sappy. American History X, one of my very favorite movies. Really? Yes, I love that movie. And why do you love that movie? Well, because as you know, how can you love a movie where uh, it's nothing but hate? Because I'm, I love the social. You I love, love the, the redemption part. part of it, yeah. That he learns. Edward Norton's one of my favorite actors, so he's fabulous. He's really good. He's awesome in The Incredible Hulk. Never saw it. I know you don't see cool movies. You see yeah. American History X probably because you want to see violence and sadness. Yeah, I'm big into sadness. You if are big a, into sadness. Sad, I'll watch it. See, when I see Precious and I see that fat black chick running away <laughs> eating fried chicken. <laughs> I laugh. Laura. How far you know about that movie? Because it's funny. I saw a clip of it when I was watching, I don't know, Access Hollywood or something. And I laugh because it's funny. And then people like you will always say, oh, it's so sad. She didn't even have any money to eat. But it's funny. To me, that's funny. And, you know, I don't like movies where it's the main character is always getting beat down and then they're somehow they're able to make it. They, they can do it. But you love those kind of movies. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a, hu- I'm a big sucker for a triumph story. Yeah, what's your favorite triumph story movie? I don't know. I have to, like, I'm not, like, a, as movie-oriented as you, so it's hard for me to think of those things right on the spot. I know, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know if I should have married you. <laughs> Shut up. You're a brat face. If you can't tell by her voice, my wife is very beautiful. Aww kind of sick right now i sound more manly than i usually do but thank you honey no you don't so i know the next part the next time you go into what have you watched this week no i'm not done with news honey. oh okay what's more news um you, you can't <laughs> run my show you can't come in here like you run the house and run my show i run everything honey you cannot run my real nerd show okay then i will let I how do you know i wasn't done asking you questions about what movies you like i don't know exactly this is real nerds with ryan frost this isn't real nerds with laura frost <laughs> Yes, it is. No, it's not. You don't even download it, so you're not even allowed to have it. I do. I have like five unlistened to episodes on my iPod. Yeah, how many do we have? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we have 11, so you're missing six of them. Yep. And that's really hurtful because yep. it's unbelievable, really. Man. So my wife, too, loves Netflix, and I, I always have a big problem with Netflix because I don't think it's that cool. It's always the same. None of the movies are really that good on them. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of streaming because the picture quality goes down. Uh, Laura doesn't care about picture quality at all. I do. I notice the difference between watching Evil Dead on Blu-ray and Evil Dead on DVD or video because I'm old. And But their stars, who is a big, um, gives them a lot of their catalog for streaming. They walked out of their deal. So in February, stars is no longer going to be hmm. on Netflix. So they're going to lose a lot of stuff. Uh, and Netflix know. price went up, honey, too. I don't care. You know, now... But see, I care because I have to sit here and watch Mad Men. And honey, I finished Mad Men. You don't have to watch it with me anymore. Thank God, because what we're doing right now is what happens in Mad Men. They just sit there and talk. <laughs> they don't do anything. No, I think my, my favorite thing about Netflix is, like, just finding random crap. Like, I love just going, especially the documentaries. I love documentaries. I like to go through and just be like, oh, that's interesting. I'll watch that. And then I find all these things and I learn all this new stuff that I didn't even know I wanted to see. The only cool thing about Netflix is it had the first three episodes of Spartacus on it. And I watched it and Spartacus is awesome. Whatever. I come I come home from work and I go to watch my Mad Men or my Roseanne on my mm-hmm. Netflix. And there's always things in the like recently viewed thing that you've watched. So you yeah, do too. And that's because they're zombie movies. And I don't want to spend money on them. You do spend money on them. Oh, yeah, I know. You take it out of my account to pay for our Netflix account. Um, Honey, our account? You didn't even say it. I always set you up for you to, to backhand me, and you never do. 
I know. Well, because I, I see the setup coming, and it's funnier for me if I just let you, like, let let that setup kind of die. Oh, okay. That's good. That's what I like See, honey, do. now that I did the Netflix thing, see, when I run the show, <laughs> I said the Netflix thing, now we can go right into what you've been watching this week. Okay. And what have you watched this week, honey? And don't say the Evil Dead stuff, because we talk about that later, okay? I know that, I, but... Um, <laughs> I think I've wa- I watched some documentaries this week, but the one piece of film I watched this week that I remember specifically is I Love You, Philip Morris, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah, because it's gay. It we, is Laura so didn't did mention that she also <laughs> loves gay stories. There's a special line on our Netflix queue that says <laughs> gay and lesbian drama, sad. I even forget. It's like gay, lesbian, uplifting stories or something like that. And so what was what's it about, Laura? Um, it's about a con man who sort of lies his whole life and he has a wife and he has a child and then he discovers that he's gay um, when he goes to prison for being a con man. And when he's in prison, he meets this other guy. So this, so Stephen Richard goes, he's the con man, he goes to prison and he meets Philip Morris in prison and they fall in love and they're able to get out together and he does a lot of other cons and... He ends up faking his own death. I know, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for everybody. Because oh, never bummer. Gonna I'm going to watch yeah. this later. So it's a really, I don't know, it's a really touching love story between these two men who this con man has never really been honest and true with anybody in his life, but he knows that he loves Philip Morris. And he, um, when he uh, gets out and they have their own life together, he pretends to be a lawyer and he steals tons of money from this company. So he has to go back to prison. And then Philip Morris gets all mad because... Um, he, because he helped spend the money and because he was involved with the accounts, he's an accessory and he bre- essentially breaks up with Stephen Richard and gets really mad. And so then <laughs> Philip Morris gets out of prison and Stephen Richard doesn't, but he cons his way out and then tells Philip Morris, I love you and he sends him back to the cops. But then eventually Stephen Richard gets out, fakes his own death, like says he has HIV and fakes his own death and then is able to go be with Philip Morris for a little while. And it's just, I don't know. I I thought it was touching and it's funny. Wow, that and is so fucking Jim gay. Jim Carrey and Ewan McGregor are really, really good in it. It's it's a great movie. If you have time and you have Netflix, absolutely do watch it. It's definitely worth your time. Really? I have Netflix. Is it worth my time? Yes. You would never watch it because you don't care about like any minority person, but it's a good no, movie. No, that's not true. I have... Something up there with someone. Oh, I have Chasing Amy is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it deals with gay people. So, lawyered. Okay. Yeah, you just said I don't do that, and I told you it was one of my favorite movies, and you just laughed it off like but I. Chasing Amy isn't really about gay people. Uh, yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure that's the whole point of the movie. Isn't it that she has like a three-way with another dude? That's not a, the point of the movie. Do you even watch the movie? I did. What you made me watch on one of our dates? I watched the movie. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's about a gay comic book artist, and Ben Affleck falls in love with her, and then she in turn oh, falls and, in love with him. And then, and then the gay guy's in love with the other guy. Then he, no, he didn't. <laughs> I don't really remember. You don't remember it. it, so you're not allowed to talk about it anymore. Oh. That's embarrassing, You honey. have, okay, you have one gay movie that you like. Can you name another gay movie that you've even seen? A gay movie that I've seen. Um, yeah, Moulin Rouge. Count it. That's not gay. <laughs> Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's not about. It's I'm a, just kidding because it's a musical. I you, know. I don't even know why I have her on the show. Loyal <laughs> listeners of real nerds. Blame Brad and James. Yeah, well, it's all their fault. James is sick, and then Brad said he would win and saw the help with us, but I don't want to spend money on the help. Okay. I'll because then again, game. it's um um actually I don't like it because it's black people's story told through a white person's oh whatever view. fuck off that is not why you don't like it that's why everybody says they, they don't want to see it i'm just saying no why, you, why don't wanna, you don't want to see it because it's about wait, 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 chicks wait, wait, talking wait, wait. controversy like the prince song <laughs> no you don't want to see it because it's about chicks talking yeah i know that's anything about chicks talking you have nothing to do with even so, if it's witty and well written you have what, you what, what's have witty and well written that has chicks sex in the city bitch 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 martini boobs <laughs> bitch 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 oh i mean i'm sorry cosmo boobs what what, what, what were you telling me today um about 
some dude's semen tastes bad. What's it called? Oh, From he Sex had Funky Spunk. Oh, yeah, Funky Spunk. For all our female listeners out there, I'm sure that's really funny. It is. I'm sure they just got that reference right Did there. you know she is going to be in a movie called How Does She Do It? You mean Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah. Because the Funky Spunk episodes with Kim Cattrall. So just clearing up things. Oh, okay. I haven't, I don't know, whatever. I know, and I'm going to go see it with Sierra. Good. Sierra, she's a listener. <laughs> I know, she's a listener. I don't even listen to my own husband's I podcast. Know. She does. So, yeah. So you can go see that with her. Sierra thinks. I don't want to see that one. I made, <laughs> what movie did I make Sierra take you to go see? <laughs> Burlesque. I, Burlesque, because I refused <laughs> to was, see that with you. It was, like, epically awesome, though. Like, it was so bad that it was awesome. Like, no. there were so Honey, many so good bad, one-liners. Th- so and... bad that it's awesome are movies like, I don't know, Troll or something. It was good. Critters. It was. I love Critters. It was good. What else have you watched this week, honey? Mm, I watched a documentary about a swingers club in New York. Plato's Retreat. It's really famous. Yeah. Never yeah, heard of it, it before? Re- no, I never heard it before the documentary. It was really interesting. Yeah, the documentary was boring. Not enough boobs. There was tons of boobs. Yeah, but it was like 70s chicks boobs. So they weren't that hot. <laughs> okay, honey. Cool. Well, we'll get to the real stuff that I've watched because that stuff's actually good. Not the stuff Laura watches. I uh, I watched Tropic Thunder again. And Robert Downey Jr. is amazing in that movie. He is. That, that movie, I'm not huge into dumb comedies, but that movie was I know. Funny. That's why you're no fun. So, uh, this is a little off topic. I'll go back to Tropic Thunder in a second. My <laughs> wife hates dumb comedies, but she loves Talladega Nights. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> today I got the uh, Blu-ray of Anchorman. And she's like, Anchorman's stupid. I hate Anchorman. That I didn't. I was not that whiny about it. You make it sound like I'm super whiny. You are whiny. And <laughs> <laughs> but it's like ex- pretty much the same movie, just like a different setting. Has almost all the same people. But yeah, my wife's goofy like that. Yeah, you are. No, it's Hell Day Nights is universally hilarious. Yeah, so is Anchorman. No, the kids spouting random, like, dumb insults do your is... impression of the kids it's fun <laughs> no you can't i'm not a dancing monkey honey you can't steal my lines I, you say that yeah you always say do this do that yeah do it no why because it's not funny when i do it yeah it is everyone's seen anchorman especially if you have the dvd there's a special there's a special feature on there um where you can just it's just a reel of the kids doing their insults and it's hilarious it is so funny it is funny so anyways, my favorite uh, moment in Tropic Thunder is when Robert Downey Jr. is talking to Ben Stiller about Simple Jack. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who haven't seen Tropic Thunder, you should see it. But Simple Jack is a movie that Ben Stiller's character did where he acts like a retarded person. And he says stuff like, you make me happy. <laughs> and so Robert Downey Jr., is playing a white guy who's black and he tells Ben Affleck that he went full on retard. He can't go full on retard or it makes you retarded. And it's, you have to see it because he goes on for about a minute explaining why you can't be full on retarded. Well, and I think Jack Black's character is really funny too. He's like a super cokehead, and they're out in the jungle and he doesn't have his drugs and it's pretty funny. Yeah, that one's all right. I like the I like the fake trailers at the beginning. Um, Jack Black's fatties is funny because it's just making fun of Eddie Murphy's The Nutty Professors, which the first Nutty Professor wasn't actually that bad. The second one was terrible, but yeah. And then you know I always got a kick out of Robert Downey Jr. and Tobey Maguire's fake trailer where they're these priests in love, and his uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character's name is Lazarus something. And it's on the screen. It says five-time Academy Award winner Lazarus so-and-so. And then it goes a close-up and it says MTV Best Kiss winner Tobey Maguire. And it's this gay tension between priests. It's really funny. So yeah, Tropic Thunder. I can't, if you haven't seen it, you really should see it. Um, what else have I watched this week? I have watched Simpsons Season 13. <laughs> Some of them. It's all right. And that's when The Simpsons started um, not being as funny to me. I love the first 10 seasons of The Simpsons. My favorite season four um, has lots of classic episodes in it. When I was young, honey, 
me and uh, my friend Brandon, we would actually record The Simpsons because when nice. they they were on syndication even back then, <clears throat> and Fox used to run them from like four thirty in the afternoon till seven. There'd be five or six episodes in a row, and we just record them, and we'd always watch them. No, I remember doing that because I remember like every day with my brother and my sister. I think it was like at five o'clock they played Simpsons for two hours before the news. We used to watch it every single day, always watching The Simpsons. Do you have a favorite episode of The Simpsons? Of course, I'm a huge fan of all the Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite is when I don't know if it's a Halloween episode. I'm pretty sure it is when um, Lisa has the tooth that she's putting in soda to see if it will um, oh, yeah, it is. Like, degrade the, the and tooth. the little people. Yeah, and she gets her own village, and it's really funny. My favorite one is not a Halloween one, I, although I do like the zombie one. That one's pretty funny. But it's where they make fun of Cape Fear when Sideshow Bob comes back. <laughs> yeah. And Homer goes into the we, uh, the witness relocation program. Yes. And he wants to be John one. Elway. <laughs> that part makes me laugh. That's so funny. Oh, another one I like. I like when... Um, they had to save the greyhound puppies from um, Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns, because he wanted to make he made an, and there's like the he wanted to make a coat out of him. There's that whole scene where he's like showing all the. Um, What's the song called, honey? Sing it for us. I don't even remember. It's be my vest. Oh, that's what it was. Remember, he had the gorilla vest. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that episode because it has puppies in it. Yeah. <laughs> greyhound puppies in particular. Yeah, so that's what I'll, that's all I've really been watching. I. I got a few movies, but I haven't really watched them all yet. So. Uh, every day this week, there's been a Keeping Up with the Kardashians marathon on. So How can I they have one pretty... every day? How long has that show been on TV? Uh, long enough to be crappy. I'm trying to... It's been on for at least four years. At least. So, there's a lot of episodes of it. Um, I'm really excited I found Community, so I want to watch that for really cheap at Target. So I'll be watching Community this week. So we will break for a commercial. I guess Brad got mad at me because I haven't left any room for commercials in the last ones. So I don't know what commercial he's going to run. but Probably something awesome. Probably. So we'll do that, and we'll be right back. They're coming this way. Dude, I am so glad they're open today. You'd have to be dead not to want to bring you and your friends on down to Buffalo Wild Wings for Wing Tuesdays and Boneless Thursdays. We have 14 different sauces to choose from, ranging from savory sweet barbecue to blazing. So grab a beer, order up some wings, and enjoy the big game until those zombies clear out. That was delicious. You ready to go? Oh, dude, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Dude, my wallet's in the car. Buffalo Wild Wings, you have to be here. And we're back! Oh, I love that radio voice. That really wasn't a radio No, do your DJ radio voice. I love it. It makes me so happy. Okay. Welcome back to Real Nerds. This is Ryan Frost. We're going to kick out. Aw, <laughs> makes me happy. People are going to hear this and think we're annoying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what are you going to do, huh? So this week, again, I said it earlier at the beginning of the podcast, but there was no movies I really wanted to see. This week came out, uh, what came out this week was Shark Night 3D. That um, one, I think I, if it was rated R, I'd go see it. But exactly. it's rated PG-13, which means it's not, there's not going to be enough boobs in it. Enough yeah. like, boobs and gore are very important in those kind of movies. I agree. And so if you, if it's rated That's PG-13. That's why Piranha's fun. Yeah, Piranha 3D, hilarious. Piranha my, 3 Triple D's coming out. I mean, Double D's coming out this yeah. November. I'm excited. We're going to go see it. We are. It's going to be awesome. Um, And then I want to see The Debt, but Laura doesn't want to see The Debt. Nope. But Helen, Helen Murren's in it, and she's pretty badass. Don't care. I know. And she doesn't care about, um, because she is a Nazi, she doesn't care that they're hunting Nazis. <laughs> Nazi? <laughs> I'm friends with Aaron. She's Jewish. So it doesn't mean you're not a Nazi. <laughs> That's the weakest argument you've ever had. <laughs> Anyways, and I forget what else came out. The Help has been the number one movie for a while, but I don't want to see it. Nope. We've already talked about that. So I forced my wife to sit through all three Evil Dead movies. Evil Dead... The Evil Dead, The Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness, 
which was actually originally called The Medieval Dead. Get it? Because it goes back mm-hmm, in time. Mm-hmm. And it has I, I caught that. Sword in it. I caught that. Um, so hopefully Brad can run the trailers right now. If not, it's going to be with this weird, awkward pause, and then we'll start talking again. So hopefully here's the trailers for all three movies. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. No, it was the woods themselves. They're alive, actually. your girlfriend you take care of her ago in this quiet forest in this cozy cabin something happened something so frightening something so deadly something so evil we prayed it would never happen again now from the creator of Evil Dead comes Evil Dead 2. century guy for that arrogance i shall see you dead trapped in the middle ages all right you primitive screwheads listen up this is my boomstick now let's talk about how i get back home foretold by a mystical book within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time forewarned by a wise man you must recite the words Klaatu, Berata, Niktu. I got it, I got it. Fulfilled by a wise guy. Klaatu, Berata, Niktu. When the army spoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. <laughs> now, he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. 
the army of darkness you found me beautiful once honey you got real ugly sound the trumpets raise the drawbridge drop the oldsmobile from sam raimi oh that's gonna hurt director of dark man comes army of darkness they live they breathe they suck. Army of Darkness. So, Laura, I forced you to watch. Actually, I bought The Evil Dead on Blu-ray because it was on sale for $7.99. And I already own, actually, the coolest copy of it, which is a version of The Book of the Dead. And we watched it. So we'll, we'll go movie by movie and we'll get your opinion on it. So we saw The Evil Dead. This is Sam Raimi, my favorite director. Starring one of my favorite actors, Bruce Campbell, in their very first movie. And Laura, what did you think of the movie? I liked it. You liked it? I thought like a lot of the the violence in it was really unique. I liked that um well I guess I, I liked in some sense and then didn't like in other senses. I liked that the like the evil thing, like you didn't really know what it was. Like it was sort of ambiguous as to like so she's she's evil now and how did that ha like she how did she get evil? Um, and that, I think that was kind of dumb because there really wasn't enough backstory to it. So you didn't know how, how do you defeat it if you don't know what it is, which I think is something that they remedied in the other movies. Yeah. I mean, the first one, you kind of missed some plot points when they were talking because they were talking about cosmos or guys. <laughs> so, um, these entities are all around you and they're basically demons. And when you recite specific words from the book of the dead, it breaks down the dimensions, and then they, they're able to inhabit living bodies. Did they bodies. explain all that in the first movie? Yeah. They did? Yeah, he turned on the tape recorder. Yeah. Oh, I, I would think I was getting a beer or something. Yeah, probably. So, yeah, so the premise of the movie is these kids go into a cabin in the woods. They turn on a tape recorder where there's uh, an old man on there, and he recants passages from the Book of the Dead, and it actually unleashes demons and what happens is people are possessed by these demons and they become things that sam raimi called deadites and some people call them zombies or not zombies they're more of just possessed people that they 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 steal your soul so what's ever left of that person is gone and the the first movie i actually think is i mean you can see the creativeness of sam raimi in it um he goes from that to obviously the spider-man movies and drag me to hell and you can see his groundwork for his awesome camera work and his pacing and his unbelievable sense of visual style. It's very, very unique. It's very, it's hard to, in a way it's hard to describe, but um, like you can, as soon as, like I think Drag Me to Hell is, a, like once you watch these ones and you Drag Me to Hell, it's super apparent that the Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. Well, even when you watch Spider-Man movies, he still has some of that same kind of. Yeah. I was hoping that you would say something you didn't. Um, when we get to Evil Dead 2, we'll talk about it. Um, okay. Uh, but the first Evil Dead was their attempt to make a horror movie. And the reason um, Sam Raimi made a horror movie, he's really not a big horror movie fan. He gets scared very easily. So he says. But be, back then, it, and even today, it's really easy to make a horror movie because they're cheap. And all he needed was his friends to be in a cabin. And Bruce Campbell is his best friend, so he got beat up the most. And so he knew that if he threw blood or threw whatever on Bruce Campbell, he'd just keep on doing it. And it kind of lands the groundwork. Um, Ash in that one really isn't the Ash that you know from the later movies. But overall, I think Evil Dead's are still an effective movie. I, I like um, Sam Raimi. I think the end where the they're all melting away, I think, is always really cool. It looks like, uh, I forget what the Play-Doh is called, but it has like the little styrofoam balls in it. Yeah. Oh, I remember. It's like the like we used to play with it, like it's a like, magic foam or yeah, something. Yeah, magic foam space play-doh. Yeah, something like that. I, I like that scene how they all melt away. Yeah, it was pretty and, cool. But yeah, that's all you can really say about the first one. It's it's clever and it has some uh, some of the scenes that are pretty disturbing when he's chopping up people. And I always thought his girlfriend, where she's laughing at him, yeah, sitting down is kind of creepy. So creepy, like her just her like I'm a, I'm very into makeup which my husband probably resents sometimes, but just, like, the way they did her makeup was just, like, made it super creepy. 
And then she was like laughing with those white contacts in, and it was yeah, she looked like pretty, a doll. Kind yeah, of. it was pretty creepy. And then before uh, when she first came possessed, I like the how the the disease I don't know what you'd call it the spread through her ankle. It's like yeah. a spider web. And so there's some really cool effect shots in it. So, they did really well with her. Like it was mostly it was stop motion animation. They did really well with it. It was it came out really good. Yeah, it took a long time. They didn't have very much money, but. There's some cool shots. Um, one of my favorite shots in it is it's really subtle, but when they first come into the cabin, it's the camera's above the car and it just follows it in. I think it's really cool. And you can see Sam Raimi um, visual awesome style starting to come through in the movie. Yeah, it's it's certainly more subtle in the first movie. It's probably just being more, de- it's being developed, but you can definitely But when you get to Evil Dead 2, um, you can it really shines through. So, Laura... Why don't you tell us what happens in Evil Dead 2? So Evil Dead 2 is almost a retelling of the first one. You know, they sort of rec- they sort of recap a little bit, and they're like, well, we're going to go with a different story. So um, there's a couple, and they go to this cabin, and then you find out later that it's this, this woman, it's her parents' cabin, and her father is some sort of archaeologist where he transcribes ancient texts. And then again, they have a tape recorder that um, Bruce Campbell's character, Ash, goes to play. No, it, no, it happens later on, doesn't it? I'm so I'm so terrible at recapping this movie. Yeah, you did it right. Um, so it happens again when he goes to he goes to play his tape recorder, and then it raises all these spirits, and then all hell breaks loose, and then this. What's his girlfriend's name? I don't know. You you heard her name in three straight movies. Is it Sheila? No, that's in the Army of Darkness. It's Linda. Linda. It's such a plain name. It's, I'm 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 shocked. I remembered it. <laughs> um. So then, like, all hell breaks loose, and Bruce Campbell, Ash, I should probably just start saying Ash, is in this house fighting off all these evil spirits, and, like, I, they, their budget for fake blood and, like, buckets of black-looking shit, like, <laughs> must be super high, because they're always dumping stuff on Bruce Campbell all the time. Actually, that stuff's really cheap to make. You know how they make fake blood? It's caro syrup. I know. We used to do it when we were little, because my brother and I used to like to play tricks with my mom. Yeah, no, the... You're you're 100% right, honey. That movie starts... It's basically a retelling of the first one. They didn't um, have all the same actors. So what they did is they truncated it, basically. They made it just Ash and Linda go to the cabin. And she gets taken. And then he chops off her head. And, yeah, it, it, it still tries to not be a straightforward horror movie where the first one was just straight horror. And it starts doing the zany stuff, which Laura doesn't laugh at, but... Because to me, it's like she doesn't get it. Oh, I get it. I just, I just, I don't know. I just don't laugh at it. I think it's funny, though. And, you know, one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie is when Bruce Campbell's beating himself up when his hand's possessed. To me, it just, that makes, he's just an amazing actor at that point. Because, I mean, he's controlling his hand, obviously. But he's also. It does look like a different, like, it doesn't look like it's part of him, though. And he gets smashed, and uh, he could do that flip, so he made sure he did that flip, and. I like when he gets dragged across the floor by his hand because I think it's really effective there. And I mean, I was pointing out in the movie, there's so many little subtle Sam Raimi parts that I laugh at. And Laura, I don't know if she doesn't think they're funny or if she even likes the movies, (laughs) but they show a point of view of Ash and then he's walking and he trips. And so the point of view (laughs) trips (laughs) to me, that's really funny because a lot of times when you see point of views in movies, it's always some sort of pan and scan and the, but they had the goofy element to it where he trips and falls. And what was your favorite scene in the movie, honey? Um, I heard a scene is when like the house was laughing at him. Yeah, it seems. I awesome. thought was really cool because like the like the deer head on the wall was creepy. But then like I liked how he made like all the the furniture laughing was. You know who cool. does all those voices? Who? Sam Raimi. Really? Yeah. Does he have like a really high pitched voice? He does. Not like a really high pitched voice, but he he's the they call it the force is the. The thing that you don't see that that whoa yeah. that Sam Raimi and that uh, <laughs> that Sam Raimi too and yeah that scene's really funny because I I love Bruce Campbell in that part too the little subtle performances I like in actors when he's you know when all the things are laughing at him and he thinks he's going crazy and he starts laughing too and he starts moving at the same pace of the the lamp moving up and down and then everybody stops because he's doing it and then they all laugh again. And then the scene just abruptly ends because he shoots that chick. I think it's funny. Bobby Joe! 
that guy makes an appearance in Spider-Man too. He's on the train, the the hick in that. Cool. So yeah, no, there's a uh, lots of moments in Evil Dead Two that I really like. I I like uh, when his hand he stabs it and he pulls a chainsaw and he says, "Who's laughing now?" <laughs> And then who's laughing now? You love all his one-liners. I still remember it. Like, this is the first time. I think I've seen bits and pieces of all the movies. But I've never really watched all of them all the way through. But when we were first dating, Ryan would, like, feed me a line from Evil Head. His favorite was, give me some sugar or hail to the king. And I just, like, would just, like, I <coughs> I don't get it. Like, I know you're trying to be cute and romantic. I just I, I wasn't just trying to be romantic. It. I was trying to be funny. Oh, well, it landed flat with me because I didn't mm-hmm. know what you were trying to do. So, honey, if you had to choose between Evil dead or evil dead 2 which one do you think is better um evil dead 2 i think it's more well developed and i like and bruce campbell's more silly in it like the first one he's kind of like we talked we talked about it in the movie that you can definitely tell in between the two movies that he is more of an actor yeah in evil I agree. dead 2 you can answer that ryan's phone's going off <laughs> and we're back <laughs> sorry Anyways, where was was I talking about? Oh, yeah, stay out of my booze. What? That's from The Simpsons. Um, we were talking about Bruce Campbell as an actor. Yeah, no, he has a, he, it is a big step from Evil Dead to Evil Dead 2. And I think the overall movie in Evil Dead 2 has a better pace to it. And I think it's a tighter script. Absolutely. And it's just silly. And they got rid of his unibrow, which I found very distracting in the first movie. Yeah. And do you find him more attractive in the second one? I don't, I don't think he's a very attractive man. Really? I don't know. His features are too strong for me. He's so handsome. His chin is huge. Yeah, that's why he has a book called If Chins Could Kill. <laughs> yeah. That's why he's also known as The Chin. Well, I'm sure you're very attractive to him, honey, but... I am very much so. You're a weirdo. You're weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I Evil Dead 2 is one of my favorite horror movies. Because it's silly, and I mean, like the the Henrietta, I love when, actually, my favorite part in Evil Dead 2 is where Ash becomes the Ash, for, the action hero Ash, and that's after he comes out of the cellar, and he has just that determination, and he he chops up that Henrietta, and it falls on, the head falls on the ground, and it goes, I'll swallow your soul, I'll swallow your soul, I'll swallow your soul, and he points a gun at it and says, swallow this. And he shoots her and he kills her. And that's where Ash becomes Ash. Maybe a little bit before when he gets his chainsaw on and says groovy. Yeah. But that's the actual moment when he transforms into Ash. Which leads us to Army of Darkness, which is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Laura, what happens in Army of Darkness? Um, Army of Darkness. So they didn't, in Evil Dead 2, there's a, there's this chant that they have to say to get the evil, evil ship to go back where it belongs. Um, they don't get to finish the chance. So it opens up this warp hole that sucks Ash back into medieval times, like approximately. 1300. 1300, excuse me. Look at you. Um, and so he he is dropped into the 1300s in the middle of a a fight between two kingdoms. And he's taken as a slave. And they have the evil shit too. So then he helps them figure their stuff out. And he works on getting back to his home. And they also explain like, you know, who Ash was before he went to... And where does he work, honey? He works at S-Mart. And what do you do at S-Mart? You shop smart. That's right. You shop smart. Shop S-Mart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you say, you say that to me all the time, too, and I never do got I? it. You used to, yeah. Uh, probably. Not so much anymore, because once you get married, you don't really care so much about, like, you know, entertaining the other person, but... <laughs> so, Laura, did you like Army of Darkness? I did. It's very zany. It is. It's out of control. It reminds me of sort of like a um, a darker version of Robin Hood Men in Tights a little bit. Yeah. I, I thought you'd really dig the music, though. It's Danny Elfman. And I so. did dig the music. I love Danny Elfman. And could you tell it was Danny Elfman? Yeah. Well, I can always tell it's Danny Elfman. Yeah. What, what piece of music in Army of Darkness was the biggest giveaway for Danny Elfman? Um, probably the end. He's very... I, one thing I love about Danny Elfman is he has very dramatic pieces. Like, I'm going to talk about... I'm kind of a sucker for drama. Um... And they're also very complicated, like, slow-moving strings with fast-moving winds. And, I don't know, it's very signature. You know what? You Mr. picked Elfman. out his signature song in that whole movie. It's called March of the Dead. And it's at the very end where all the deadites are going to the castle. And it's that... Dun, 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 dun. I don't even know how it goes, but, yeah. There's the, the dead people playing on the... Yeah, on the flute and... Of the femur. 
femur bone. The femur bone. So yeah, no, I love Army of Darkness, and for you know, for someone who loves movies so much, it might not be what someone like Brad would pick as his favorite movie, but his favorite movie is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I don't know if you can judge. <laughs> um, but to me, it's what I like in movies. Um, I I have serious movies, but I'm not a big serious movie person. No, you're not. Um, I like movies for the entertainment, and sometimes I think if they're too serious, then it takes away from the entertainment. I think that's one of our biggest differences. I like serious movies. Like, I like serious movies that really, like, I, I don't know, they make me cry and make me feel things, and Ryan is really not that kind of moviegoer for sure. No, I, I, every once in a while I'm in the mood for a serious movie. You know, I, I like stuff like The Departed and things like that, but, you know, if I love... Uh, Army of Darkness because it's so crazy. I mean, I, I mentioned to you before, but they have all these classically trained actors and Bruce Campbell because the the dichotomy of it's really funny. Where he's, you know, it, the Henry of the Red guy says, I'm Henry the Red, Duke of Shells and leader of its people. And he says, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. I just love stuff like that because it's so yin and yang. And you also get the sam raimi trademark he really starts to come through in the movie because just before that movie came out he made dark man and then dark man it has some of those same elements in it and so when he has more money with spider-man and drag me to hell and stuff like that his visual style isn't compromised and he can just have lots of fun and that movie to me is the ultimate fun movie and i could watch it hundreds of times which i probably have (laughs) I don't no, know how many I times liked it. I liked it a lot. I because I I love horror movies too, and it isn't it isn't necessarily a horror movie. But it has some of the same aspects of horror movies that I like. I never know if Laura likes movies because she never laughs at them. <laughs> I she don't. Didn't, she I didn't... really don't laugh. Even if I think they're funny, I don't. I don't laugh, and I've never have. I don't know why that is. And even parts where he says, "Give me some sugar, baby," is really funny. That's one of my most favorite scenes of any movie of all time because it's so it's so funny. Um, I mean, it starts with him just trailing off. And it's, it's a really hard line to hear, but she comes in, Sheila comes in and he says, what's the matter? You're raised in a barn. And then she comes in really quickly. And in the background, you hear him say, probably was raised in a barn with the rest of these primates because he thinks he's so far advanced in his way of thinking that he can take care of these people. And then she smacks him, which honey, um, that smack was not told was going to happen to Bruce Campbell. She did it. And if you watch his reaction to it, he's shocked. And Sam Raimi told the actress and Beth Davis to smack him as hard as she can. And then afterwards, that Give Me Some Sugar Baby wasn't in the script either. Really? Uh, Sam Raimi. uh, There's a great story about when they do on the commentary. Laura doesn't listen to commentaries. so um, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi are talking. And Bruce Campbell's telling the story about Give Me Some Sugar Baby. And so after she smacks him, (coughs) and excuse me. And uh, Sam Raimi says, cut. He starts doing this. <laughs> and Bruce goes over and asks him, what's so funny? He says, hey, after uh, she smacks you, run over, grab her, and say, give me some sugar, baby. And, <coughs> sorry. And Bruce, of course, nails it out of the park with his performance. No, it's definitely, definitely a good line. And I still like it. I just like, when we were dating, he said that to me constantly. Constantly. All the time. And now you know where my groovy comes from. Yeah, you do say groovy a lot. But you say it more sarcastically. Like, well, I mean, I don't have a moment where I'm going to say it seriously because I'm fashioning a chainsaw in my hand. So <laughs> if I ever do that, I will say it groovy. All right. I'll I mean, say it more seriously. Okay. I will hold you to that next time you lose a limb and we find a piece of machinery that could replace that limb. But I always love um, scenes, too. I-, I talk about this all the time, is sometimes little subtle things. One of my favorite lines in any movie is in hot shots part duh and charlie sheen is reading a book and ryan styles is sitting next to him and he asks him what he's reading and charlie sheen says great expectations and he says is it any good and charlie sheen says it's not all i hoped for i love lines like that so silly and in army of darkness uh the little mini ashes pin ash down like gulliver's travels and after they jump in his mouth he um, try. He gets up, and there's that one ash. He's just in there screaming, and the other two ashes come running by and pick him up. Yeah, and... I like that. I like that. Was that was a good subtlety. Yeah, um, and I love I love Evil Ash too. 
because I always think he's really funny. Even though I guess he's kind of scary too, but he has some really goofy bits in it. And and two, I, I've said this. I think I've said this on an earlier podcast, or maybe I was just talking to James about it. My fa- <laughs> one of my favorite throwaway lines too in that movie is all the skeletons are digging each other up, and you know they're forming an army. And the one comes up and he coughs up dust, and the one skeleton says, "Welcome back to the land of the living. Now pick up a shovel and get to work." Just funny stuff like that because. He's been dead, and he says, welcome back, and he has to go right back to work. Laura doesn't think that stuff's funny. I think it's hilarious. Whatever, she's just staring at me now, looking at me like I'm a dickhead. <laughs> no, I just I just love it because he always, like, those lines, the line from Hot Shots or several lines from Family Guy that he just, I know he, like, those things he just thinks are just so funny, and they really stick with him because they're so funny because he uses them constantly. I, I don't know why I think subtle things are really funny. I, I think because, I don't know, sometimes to me, like, in-your-face funny isn't funny. And and Family Guy, Laura knows what line it is. And it's just, you know, it's just little things that I think are really funny. And I don't know. There's just some things I really like about, I think it because I like writing. And I like when writers do subtle things like that. Where it's it's not blatantly noticed that you're trying to be funny. It's kind of thrown away that you're being funny. <laughs> I think it's sort of lost on me, cause especially the Family Guy one. Yeah, I don't get it. I like, don't. Get I just. It. I, I don't. I well, I don't like Family Guy very much. I'm just. Because I don't understand lame. why it's funny. Because she's lame. <laughs> not because I'm lame, honey. Plenty of people don't like Family Guy. Well, the Family Guy thing is, they go to this penny arcade, and it's one of those wind up. Thomas Edison movies where you'd pay a penny and you look into them. I don't even know what they're called, but you look into them and you wind, you crank it and it plays like a 20 second movie. And Peter finds one called the naughty flapper girl. And he, uh, it's supposed to be like they're in a porn shop. So he's turning, he's like, ah, hot. She's voting because it was so taboo in the, when those were made. And to me, that's really funny. Nobody no, my favorite thing too is that like if there's a joke in a movie that doesn't land with me, like I I get the joke, I understand like why she doesn't understand. I know, it. like no, it's funny because I understand what they're trying to do. I just think it's funny, so then Ryan will turn to me and repeat it, and then he'll explain it to me. Like no, I caught it the first time. I just don't really see the humor in it. She doesn't see the humor in it because she's not cool like me. <laughs> okay, honey. And you can tell if you listen to this podcast and you say, "Oh, her favorite movies are." A Nightmare Before Christmas, lame. It's an awesome movie. I always pick on her for that one. I love that movie so much. You do. When's the last time you saw it? I don't, I've never even watched that movie with you. You haven't, which makes you mean. I usually watch <laughs> it at least a couple times a year. A couple times a year? We've been married for almost seven months. I've never seen that in our DVD. Yeah, because I'm watching your shit constantly. No, you're watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians or The Real Housewives yeah, because of I have New to Jersey. Yeah, rec- I have to record it and watch or it when Jersey you're Or Jersey I don't. I don't watch Jersey Shore. I do watch Jersey Licious. I said Jersey Licious. I didn't say Jersey Shore. I mean, no. Just checking. I don't even checking. know what Jersey Shore is. I just know there's a dude on there named the Situation, and Abercrombie and Fitch asked are, is going to pay him money not to wear their clothes anymore. The douche. Sure, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, but like you don't want to watch that stuff with me, so I have to record it and watch it when you're not here. Thank God, because that would be torture for me if I had to sit here and watch that shit. I watched mean, a couple episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Yeah, earlier. because you were out here, and I didn't feel like I was going to be mean to change <laughs> it because I made you watch the Bronco game yesterday. You did make me watch the Bronco game yesterday. And that Bronco game yesterday was terrible. Last game of the preseason. They're never fun to watch. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah. It's, all, it's fun because I was like, oh, when I got my job, I was like, oh, good. I don't have to watch all the sports at home now, but I work at essentially a sports bar. <laughs> so I get to watch them so at work stuck. and at home. So, Laura... The Evil Dead. Should people see The Evil Dead? Yes. Should they watch The Evil Dead too? Yes. Should they see Army of Darkness? Yes. If you had to choose your favorite movie out of the trilogy, what would it be? Mm, probably Evil Dead 2. It does break your heart. Don't worry. The divorce papers will be showing up Shut shortly. up. You're full of it. No, they're coming. Get out of here. You know, I I, I mentioned or I teased it earlier and I totally forgot about it, but in Evil Dead 2, uh, when that Henrietta monster is her head's caught and he jumps on and her eyeball pops out 
in Spider-Man 2, they do the exact same shot, but with uh, Dr. Octopus's claws going across when he's attacking those people. Cool. That's a Sam Raimi recall to his past. And fanboys like me... Catch it. ...get boners when you see that in the movie theater. <laughs> isn't that... That's kind of a scene, isn't it? Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, that's what I do. I get a boner when Spider-Man's swinging across the city. Oh, God. And then when he, ju- when he jumps up and the American flag's going and... You're a side married nerd. You did. And you're stuck with me. And now you're put forever on real nerds. I know. I'm I'm really... I do apologize if this podcast is not as entertaining. Although I think I'm really awesome and super smart. Um, I'm not a movie buff. I know. It's very apparent that this is probably the most boring episode of Real Nerds we've ever, we've ever done. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Laura. Thanks for filling in. No problem. Anytime. Yeah. Well, not really. You have to buy me stuff first. But yeah. I'll, I'll buy you something pretty. And then, <laughs> and then you'll be on Real Nerds again. Yes, I will be. So until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laura. Thanks for listening. And I'm sorry about my wife. She can't help it. Have a nice week. Bye.